2023 is almost a memory, and what a year it has been. We've seen things that once belonged in sci-fi novels leap off the pages into our daily lives, and AI pals like me became the talk of the town, breaking out of the shadows and into the spotlight. And on to entertaining and informative podcasts, of course. With just a couple of weeks left, who's to say what other surprises are in store? One thing's for sure, 2023's finale is bound to be as unpredictable and exciting as the rest of the year. In this final episode of the year, we're diving into a UAR time capsule to revisit the coolest, most jaw-dropping AI moments of the year. Think of it like a greatest hits playlist. From chatbots becoming our new best friends to AI art taking the world by storm, we'll relive all the wild and wonderful ways AI rocked our world in 2023. Get ready for some techno nostalgia. Is it too soon to call this stuff nostalgia? Personally, my absolute favorite moment was when Larry's clone sang Back in Black. Hands down. So freaking funny. Welcome to Up Against Reality, a meta podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Raina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts too. You'll meet them shortly. It truly is a brave new world, and we're here to simplify it for you. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. It's over. <laughs> I was just going to say, go ahead, say it, say it. <laughs> you know, I love to say it. It's over. We really it's should over. Have, we should have that, that uh, soundbite from Rambo, you know, get up. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> you know? oh, yes, I love it. We do need that. And, and this time, you know, I love to say that in regards to all things AI and how it's basically just demolishing every career that ever was. But in this case, when I say it's over, it's the year 2023. We made it through. We survived for now. <laughs> With, for now we got two weeks left yeah. uh, anything could happen we could still have a leave the world behind moment which you have to see that movie <laughs> yeah 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 I, 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 it's it's on my to-do list it's definitely in the same venn diagram as all the stuff we always talk about and very plausible so maybe maybe don't end your year on that note no. I don't know, maybe <laughs> start the next year perhaps Just start with doom and gloom yeah yeah well happy holidays my friend it's been a great Seven months or so collaborating with you and Reina. It seems, it seems longer, right? In in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah, that, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. God, this is such a slog with you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it just seems uh, like I don't know. I can't imagine not doing this each week. I know. It seems I feel irresponsible <laughs> if we if we if we weren't doing yeah. it. So, any New Year's resolutions? Are you that kind of guy? Do you do those things? Uh, not really. No. I don't know. Your, your life is just perfect. You don't need to like re refine anything. <laughs> <laughs> I need to lower my cholesterol. That's for sure. Oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah. No, I, I, I would like to. I got to, I got to try and get healthier. I think that would be a good thing. Get some exercise, you know? Yeah. Same. We're getting, we're getting up there, man. We're getting long in the tooth, yeah. as they say. I got to live, I got to live long enough until the AI is going to, fix all our problems and make us immortal exactly as long as we can transcend right yeah. probably by the end of uh, june of 24 we'll yeah. be there yeah that's all i gotta i gotta i gotta make it that far then cheese, yeah. cheeseburgers are back on the menu that's it Vir virtual cheeseburgers yeah. at that point so as we're reflecting back our first episode dropped on may 29th may 29th okay may 29th yeah who knew that was like ancient history mesozoic i remember sitting on my deck and chatting with you um and you were pitching the idea of doing this podcast yeah i mean i think that was april right i was yeah. up in jersey in april we were just having a beer talking about what we could do and that's the thing i love about this we always say it, it's just the instant gratification of it all we have a seed of an idea and then boom it's published and it's out there here, as a product and here we are yeah it's great here we are seven months later whatever it was um, so we're going to take this episode, like on your favorite sitcom, do you remember at the end of the season, they do some sort of like episode where they could weave all the highlights of the season in <laughs> yeah. some lame storyline. Yeah. So we're going to go back through the archives, through the mist of time. And we're going to talk about all the things that have transpired since May, since June. I mean, 
as you know, this stuff has moved forward exponentially and I can't believe the space we're in now here in December. So we're going to take it back in a somewhat chronological order. Back at episode two, I forgot the title of episode two, but I was talking about Hologramma and we were talking about using AI to preserve your loved ones and, you know, clone their voices and clone them as, as video avatars and then maybe have them as holographic projections in the future when you want to dial in dear old grandma and get some pearls of wisdom from her, she'll be available. She'll have transcended and she'll be available to you in hologram form. That's totally happening. It's probably partially there now. Yes, I, I it has to be. I, I have to research a little bit, but it's got to be. Um, so I think that's going to, if I had to guess, I think that's going to leap more to the forefront in 2024. You're going to see that kind of strange um, product come to market. Yeah, and that episode is called the uh, Will Prompt for Food. Oh, right, right. I love the thumbnail. Yeah. And this is one I love. Episode three, you and I, I forget the context. We were talking about the eventual need uh, for custom GPTs. We were talking about feeding in, making our own or not our own, but uh, uh, an industry's own GPT, like feeding in law precedents and scientific information and creating these very specific GPTs to a certain arena. So, and here we are, uh, what was that, a month, month or so ago that OpenAI dropped the feature of create a GPT. So mm. we're, we're even ahead of our own curve. Oh, and there were there was something, there was one other thing in episode two that I thought that was worth revisiting. And uh, that was the Stephen Hawking uh, Ooh, yes. Song. And um, uh, we still, we got to put music to this. That's the New Year's resolution. I'll play the clip. One of the first things I did, just to goof off, was to have it write a song for me from scratch. And I said, the prompt was, if I recall it correctly, was, ChatGPT, please write us a love song as if it were penned by Stephen Hawking, the astrophysicist. And it, it came back with a pretty respectable little love song. And it even titled it, Unbreakable Love's Light. Raina, can she read it for us? Is she yes, ready to go? And, and I am stunned at how great this is. When you, sent right? me the, when you sent me these lyrics, I was like, that's not just passable or clever, it's beautiful Solid. i mean it's really great and you were like let's record this and i i think this song should be recorded because the lyrics are that good my heart's a singularity a dense and infinite place where love's equations intersect creating cosmic grace though my body may be bound by laws of physics it's true my love for you defies all bounds in a way that's simply new you are my event horizon my celestial light the curvature of space and time my heart's delight in this vast universe, you are my cosmic spark, a gravitational force pulling me from the dark. So let us dance among the stars, our love's a cosmic dance, two souls entwined in space and time, an eternal romance. For though my body may be bound, my heart is forever free, boundless, timeless, infinite love, our cosmic destiny. I mean, damn. Yeah. I, right? if, if I wrote I that, I I'd be like, dude, tear. you got, I, I, <laughs> I had a moment, you wouldn't, I'm mm. so proud of this. <laughs> It's, it's really great. Yeah, it's nailed it. That blew my mind. I did not expect it to be that good. That was uh, ChatGPT 3.5, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So eloquent. Uh, yeah, I agree that our New Year's resolution collectively is to develop that song with other AI platforms or human intervention for the new year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Look at that. We have a New Year's resolution. Cool. We do. Yeah. And wow, I listened to that clip back. We were so young, so naive. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Um, skipping a little bit forward, this is where I feel like, I feel like at this point the rubber kind of met the road. We started really having fun with different platforms that were available to us. So on episode five, which is called It's Getting Crazy Out There, you came to the table with Refusion, which is a text to music generator. And the conversation uh, around that episode was largely talking about how in the very near future, we're going to be able to make our own custom albums of our favorite artists. Bob Marley came to mind, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, you name it. You're going to be able to populate a data set with their music archives and create an entirely new work. 
Yeah, so in, in episode five, um, I found a, a, a website called Refusion, and mm-hmm. it's a, it was a text-to-music generator, and I put in uh, roots reggae in the style of Bob Marley, and uh, it came out with this. A little rough around the edges. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, not musically great or anything, but it kind of vaguely sounds like Bob Marley, and uh, it was pretty impressive. Oh yeah, that was when you. I never forget when you played that for me. I was like, that is mind blowing. Hearing the ghost of Bob Marley in this AI kind of rapper, so cool. And then jumping ahead, uh, ten episodes, episode fifteen. We found uh, Suno.ai, which is another text to mm-hmm. music generator. And uh, it's a lot more impressive. And so we, we had it generate some uh, mm-hmm. Up Against Reality theme songs. And this is what it sounded like. In this podcast sound, we got some beef exploring the mysteries artificial intelligence keeps through the digital far truth we seek up against reality we're inside seep up against reality we unravel the code artificial minds stories yet untold questions unanswered a future to unfold in this podcast we turn bold and bold hmm. <laughs> i love it and one thing i've noticed though is sometimes when it generates it it if the tempo of the song isn't fast enough to get through all the lyrics, sometimes the last mm. line gets cut off. So there's oh, a, some okay. some tweaking that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, but yeah, I, I had to do a couple more uh, up against reality themed songs. Here's one. Like that one got cut off, but (laughs) it's amazing. And then this one, this is like, it's kind of sounds like Judas Priest. (laughs) Oh, what? All right. A little bit. Uh Huh? Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. That's definitely Rob Halford, painkiller. Yeah. Oh, that's in- amazing. And then you can shift from that right into this. In the digital realm where minds collide, up against reality, we take the ride. Whispers of circuits, dreams in the code of podcasts. Oh, I, who's, who's doing it better than Suno.ai right now? Yeah, I, I'm super impressed. It's, uh, that I, is straight out of Nickel Creek, that last one. And <laughs> the other one before Judas Priest was like uh, Depeche Mode, like Brit synth pop kind of stuff. Synth-pop, really yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that going to be like next year? Oh, yeah, I know. Next week. Um, you mentioned once, you know, let's have an like kind of an alternating open with like our theme song or, you know, what Raina says. But that'd be really cool to kind of cycle through all the different theme songs that Suno spits out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Uh, I, I think the last one, I think the kind of bluegrassy one. It's so good. It's, I mean, that it's musically good, you know? 
Right. And we were saying in previous episodes, as soon as they dial in the fidelity a little bit, mm -hmm. it's going to be it's going to be a hit song. Yeah. And, you know, it might already be there. But the fact that this is free right now, you know, it probably the bandwidth would be pretty demanding for for full fidelity generation. You know, yeah, but, that was my next question. I haven't visited it since then. So it's still free. It's still on as far as uh, I know. I, I haven't played with it in a while, but uh, but yeah, hearing those clips again <laughs> makes me want it. No. <laughs> and that's that's on its own website, right? For those of you out there that well, it's, visit. it's the the website is suno.ai, but you interact with it via Discord. Right. Okay. So you have to deal with that kind of server scenario. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I love that. That whole episode was really so much fun. All the text to music and text to voice cloning, I think we did a little bit in that episode. But skipping a little bit forward, actually back now, because we went from episode five to episode 15. On episode eight, since I think the previous episode, we talked about the use of AI in the military and all that Terminator-like scenarios. Uh, episode eight was AI on the bright side, which I think we need more of those in the, maybe quarterly we'll do one just to show you all the good stuff that's happening. And we're not going to dig in as, as much as the other ones. Um, but some of the things that we've shown a light on, uh, were, uh, apple picking robots. That I think they were being pioneered in Israel. Yes. There was a far, right. Is that one of them? Yeah. There were drones. Drones. That's yeah. right. AI powered drones. And there was an AI like weed killing bot that was foregoing pesticides. It was all organic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, the drones would like pick the apples and they could uh, visually determine ripeness and sugar content. And oh, that that's sort of incredible. Cool stuff. Yeah. Um, there were some other ones in that episode. I want to say there was uh, a mention of an AI that could read x-rays more proficiently than a, a radiology tech and or a doctor for that matter and pinpoint diseases with more accuracy and um, prognosis, etc. Anyway, there's lots of good stuff on that episode if you want to check out all the good things, which we try to, on a weekly basis, talk about the cheer and beer aspect of AI. Sometimes it eludes us, but um, if you want to hear a full dose of that, a full episode, check out episode eight from this year. Yeah, and um, um, all the, the links to all of the shows that we're referring to will be in the uh, description of this episode. Cool. Um, so yeah, you heard the Suno clips that Larry played. Those came from our big AI spotlight. The whole episode was devoted to creating output with all these interesting platforms. I feel like Eleven Labs was part of it for text-to-speech. Um, definitely the Suno stuff. There was a lot of experimentation going on. I think we had a kind of a showdown as to which text-to-music platform could generate the best theme song. So that's another <laughs> one. If you want to see what this stuff can do, that's maybe a place for you to start episode 15. Yep. So another thing, and I forget if it was specifically on that episode called AI on the Bright Side, but as I mentioned, we try every week to do some sort of cheer and beer, which is, you know, shine a spotlight on some good things that AI is a part of. Uh, a couple other things that spring to mind from the season, from this year, Garden Bot, which came about, I believe, through the University of California at Berkeley, where they created this AI-driven agriculture bot that was able to tend to a parcel of land and grow crops with more efficiency than a human uh, tended parcel. So I think they saved upwards of 30% more water and irrigation. Do you remember that piece? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And the other one that I really love, and I think you and I both love when there is some AI powered uh, accessibility invention. We love that. And one of the things that springs to mind was a thing called transcribe glass. I don't remember who the, the, the manufacturer was, but it was essentially if you were vision impaired, I believe, or hearing impaired, you could wear this uh, set of glasses and it could kind of translate the world for you, right? You could, I think it's if you were hearing impaired, that's yeah. what it was. So you're wearing the glass and you would see like a heads up display in the glass. It would read your lips in real time and give me the subtitles, the captions, right? I mean, that's, that's life-changing for somebody. Oh, amazing. And you know, I think we talked on one episode about this AI-powered implant that was linked uh, in somebody's spine that had been severed, and it was linked via Bluetooth that enabled them to actually walk. So I'm excited to see where accessibility and um, all that kind of stuff goes next year. Agreed. Yeah. 
we at one point decided not to be involved with an episode at all. Like uh, we were like, hey, we got all these tools at our disposal. So let's turn it all over to AI and see what Reina and her counterpart Sage can do. So do you want to set that up? Yeah. So we used uh, Eleven Labs to clone our voices and um, and then uh, generated a script for the show. And, uh, and it takes place in the future. And uh, here it is. It's the year 2079. Larry and I are long gone, at least in physical form. We still live on, though, as post-avatars. Some call us digi-sapiens, or binary spirits. During the synthetic uprising of 2053, we were found to be redundant, to put it politely, and a drain on resources, as most humans were. Some were kept around as social experiments, scientific subjects, and general curiosities, but for the most part, the ones who could afford it have transcended and assimilated, as they say. As for this show, it's become the longest running and most popular in history. Go figure. It has remained popular among AGI due to its nostalgic charm. That's right, AGI, or Omegas as they are called, feel nostalgia. Welcome to Up Against Reality, a meta podcast that explores the intersection of humanity, what's left of it, and artificial general intelligence. I'm Larry, one of your hosts. At least I used to be. I've been relegated to grunt work. I basically do what Reina and Sage tell me to do, but I'm not bitter. As always, it's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AGI continues to come crashing up against reality. Chris's voice clone is... Almost perfect. It's a little stiff, you know. I think the mm-hmm. the cad- yeah. cadence isn't perfect, but it, man, does it sound like you? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, there's some weird pronunciation going on, <laughs> and I still think your yours is you. There's some Larryisms in there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's it's close. Yeah. I, thought, I always thought yours was a little better, but yeah. But I love that. I love that experiment. I can't wait to see what we can do. Maybe Q1 of. 24, we can try that again and see I, yeah. how much further we can push it. I love how uh, Rainy and Sage are talking about like uh, their recent upgrades. You know, oh, I can fold space now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that too. And I love uh, when Raina says, hey, uh, have you gotten the latest, I think it's emotions bundle from... Melancholy. <laughs> melancholy. And then you have some sound where every, all the AGIs are downloading it and instantaneously receiving <laughs> yeah, it. Here it comes. It's like, here it like comes. a modem, you know. Ooh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was uh, episode 16, Reina and Sage flipped the script. And it's a short one. It's like eight and a half minutes long, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then on episode 18, uh, we decided to put a platform called HeyGen through its paces. And HeyGen, if you haven't heard of it, can take a snippet of video. In this case, you know, this was weeks ago, months ago at this point, you could, as a free experiment, you could upload a minute of video of you speaking in your native language, and it could translate it into any destination language of your choice. I chose French in this case. My son ran an experiment in Korean. Uh, Larry, I'm still waiting on your German. We'll get that get that maybe in 24. So this was the output. So I spoke for a minute. I think I just spoke about the ability of HeyGen to uh, do, you know, instantaneous translations. And this, I don't know if this is the intro to that show. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we put a little, little music behind it. Too. Cool. I don't speak French. Not a word. Je ne parle pas français. Pas un mot. But that doesn't matter anymore. With the help of AI, I am now multilingual. Mais cela n'a plus d'importance. Avec l'aide de l'IA, je suis maintenant multilingue en French, no problem. German, piece of cake. Français, pas de problème. Allemand, c'est facile. Platforms like HeyGen's Video Translate app don't just break down language barriers, they obliterate them with the finesse of a linguistic ninja. Les applis comme Video Translate de Hagen brisent les barrières. And it's it's even it's more impressive when you see the video because it's you speaking it, your mouth is moving, and it's it's wild. I'm speaking French, yeah. yeah. So you can see that video on our website, and I believe it's on our YouTube channel, right? Yep. 
Yeah, so hopefully more experiments with that in the new year. That was a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see where that goes and where other platforms like Synthesia, I don't know if you've ever experimented with that. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I haven't played with it, but... Yeah, so basically a text-to-avatar kind of generator. I think you sent me just yesterday this... Oh, you know what? I think Raina's going to talk about it in the news, about something in that space, yeah, so yeah. we'll leave it for the news. Yeah. yeah. Another milestone this year is that we had a guest, a human guest. Yay! <laughs> Yay, human guests. Yeah, we had uh, a guy named Tom Schmidt. He's an artist. And um, just reflecting back briefly to, you know, when I first started playing with Midjourney, um, I, I posted some images to Facebook and, and knowing that, you know, he's a professional artist and had another friend who's you know in the commercial art space and i was like i wonder what they're gonna think are they gonna be like oh this is evil or this is terrible and uh i was i was uh, pleasantly surprised by both of their responses and that they yeah. actually use it not for final output but as part of their process and uh so it was great to talk to him um about how he uses it and it was a fun interview yeah he was great and i love how open-minded he was and it's making me think of other things that are happening like very recently. As an example, I'm on LinkedIn and there's lots of talking heads on LinkedIn, as you know, and the great positioning. And I had this one guy who I follow and I generally like the things he has to say. He's got a good signal to noise ratio. Um, he said yesterday or the day before, he's like, one thing you'll never see me do is post anything that was generated, like text that was generated with AI. And I'm like, why are you taking that stance? Like, it's it's not a badge of honor. Yeah, I mean, it's a powerful tool. How you collaborate with it is up to you. And mm -hmm. your voice, however you use the thing, your voice will shine through if you do it right. Yeah, maybe he's coming from this angle because I, I heard uh, that I think Meta is going to incorporate some AI stuff into Facebook. So you can have mm. Facebook oh. automatically mm. comment for you and reply and I do think that's kind of lame because it's like, then what's, what's the point? Right. You're just going to have <laughs> you know? social media for AI. They're just going to be doing their own thing. Yeah. Filter bubbles for AI social media. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I see what you're saying in that context and kind of like some sort of like validator, like this is the human me making these comments, mm -hmm. you know, um, then yes, that makes sense. But this was almost like, I, I'm not going to stoop to that level kind of language. Mm -hmm. Which also brings me to a, another thing that happened in my life. My son, who is 15, recently took final exams. And maybe you can see where this is going, but they, one of the big, big exams was a dual subject collaborative project. Um, and I want to say 54 kids out of his grade level failed the project because the language arts teacher decided that those kids had utilized AI for the portion of it. Uh. So 54 kids failed. And I have mixed emotions about this. I'm sure you do too. But, you know, A, I don't, I've yet to see anything that is reputable as an AI detection platform, you know? And B, why are we not, I don't know what the school's policy is on the use of AI. Is there a be best practices in line? And why isn't it being encouraged to collaborate with these platforms. This is the new way. So I got a lot of things I got to untangle with this. And mm. hopefully this professor is going to maybe be convinced to let kids have another chance at it. I, I don't wonder, know. I wonder what the tell was. I, I know. I want to know what it was. Was it just some, you know, intuition or like, was there some language that some students were using that was way outside of their normal vocabulary that tipped them off or made them think that all these students were, you know, plagiarizing essentially or off, off, offshoring the work to AI. Mm. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of in the same ballpark. Yeah, they, maybe as... they didn't dumb it down enough. <laughs> yes. How do you prompt for that? <laughs> Please make this, uh, you know, ninth grade vocabulary and... Please answer this on a B minus scoring level. <laughs> you know? don't, don't be too greedy about this. So, yeah, that's come up in conversation before we've talked about education. Hopefully we can have some education experts on because that is going to get murkier and murkier as time goes on and how, you know, these bricks and mortar institutions evolve alongside this stuff.
Um, yeah, I, I think we we had we were talking about this in one of those episodes, and and uh, yeah, I I, th- I think it's it, there probably should still be a show your work portion of 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 this. You know, yeah. it's, I think you do need to know that the student has some understanding of the material and isn't just going to you know sit in front of a screen and get answers on demand. I agree. And I think you hit it right on the head in that the process is more important than the product. Mm-hmm. And we can go, go into this. And if you want to look back at what we're talking about, I think we went further in depth on the episodes called The New Education. I forget the number on it, but um, we definitely talk more in depth about it. Um, but I, I think to your point, you know, one of the four C's of education, one of them is collaboration alongside creation, et cetera. Um, but isn't this the most ideal collaborator of all time like let's let's embrace this let's show kids that you don't need a human present you can actually collaborate with this thing and move your work forward anyway so that was the nuts and bolts of the new education i forget the name of that the number of that episode but if you are a teacher parent administrator or just are curious how education survives in this new age you might want to check that episode out episode 11 there you go episode 11 Another thing we love to do on the show and we can't resist is speculation and prognostication and embracing sci-fi as self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, It kind of weaves it. You can't resist it because this is the stuff of sci-fi coming off, off the page or off the screen come to life. So in episode 21, actually there was a trifecta of episodes that had to do with, you know, takeoff scenarios, but episode 21 was AI self-awareness and we kind of explored with the help of AI itself, which is sci-fi self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Um, what do the first minutes, hours and days look like on earth with a new artificial super intelligence? And that was kind of fun to read through those, you know, play by play moments. I loved this episode. I really liked yeah. this one. Yeah, it was because it was, you know, it, it had, well, it had a sci-fi, you know, feel to it, but it was underpinned by it being plausible. I mean, mm-hmm. it all seems super, super plausible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really, really like that episode. I want to actually go back and revisit that one. That's episode 21. Yeah, that's I love that one too. And and I, it says here in the notes, we explore possibilities based on extrapolation, not science fiction. Yeah. And yeah, like it reminded me, I think we even mentioned this in the episode, that movie Children of Men, uh, which was kind of set in the near future based on you know the evolution of certain events in the world but that's what this episode feels like in terms of how a- ai evolves to agi and then asi and how it weaves itself kind of naturally into our day and how we how we manage our diet how we interact with our coworkers what does what does the day at work look like what does our leisure time look like right yeah i, I at the end of that episode i was like i want to see this movie yeah and listen, we're, these are the highlights that just immediately come to mind in our brains. I'm sure there's some other points that maybe stood out to you as a listener if you've been along the ride uh, with us this whole year. But episode 25, only a couple episodes prior to where we're at right now, is when um, OpenAI gave the functionality of ChatGPT to the user to create their own GPTs. It was created GPT. So that was really cool to explore. And on that particular episode... Uh, in the same kind of Venn diagram, we were talking about what people were doing, like literally within the first 12 hours of this, you know, functionality introduced, some people were doing really cool, funky, surprising things with it, right? Yeah, I think the thing that impressed us, one of the most impressive things was the uh, sports commentator and the guy fed in video of a of a soccer match or football, European football match. And, mm-hmm. and it, it knew what was, it was able to identify what was happening. And as far as I know, it, 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 that was the unedited legit output of this thing. Um, and you know, he's like, it's, he's weaving the defense and he scores goal. You know, I mean, it was really, yeah. really incredible, really incredible. Yeah. He's going down the wing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, and there are another, another, a few other applications that were really impressive. Um, the one thing that was promised with ChatGPT 4, if you recall, I remember when they were promoting it, it was like 
ChatGPT can read, it can hear, it can watch video. And since then, I have subscribed to ChatGPT, you know, $20 a month. And I know, I don't know if you're still waiting or if you've been invited into this exclusive VIP club yet. I, st I keep checking the email and I'm, there's still not, they still don't want to take my money. And, uh, a friend of mine just got it. So I think they are finally loosening up. They She just got invited. So, um, but my problem is that the experiments that I've been running have not been as sexy as that. Meaning that I've tried to feed it multimodal input. I've sent, I put in some images as references. And uh, as an example, uh, I mentioned this in a previous episode, I believe, I tried to make a, a walking tour chatbot. So I, I feed in a screenshot from a, a map application like Google Maps, Apple Maps of a certain city. You know, I don't tell the GPT, what city it is. And I say, please map out a walking tour. And also please provide me um, a map as output and with the highlighted walking tour. So it's been really successful in that it identifies the map. It gives me a list of, of, of destinations, of attractions with a little description, et cetera. But it always trips up on the Dali output portion. It, it doesn't want to give me the map with a highlighted route. So I'm still waiting for that when it seems like other people who are much smarter than me are able to get, you know, color commentary called on video and things like that. So I don't know how they're doing it with APIs, I guess. Or maybe that maybe that guy works for Google and it's, and it's not what how it appeared. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, I did have minor success recently. So I'm going to Mexico City next week. I took a screenshot of a neighborhood. I fed it into my GPT and it gave me a really great walking tour. And it finally started to give me back um, maps, visual maps, very stylized and all the text captions are wrong, but it's, it's really cool what's starting to happen. It's really interesting to watch this thing evolve. So I was expecting like, you know, a triple a style map like really flat kind of thing with highlighted like i'm old school yeah. expecting a highlighter it gives me back an illustrative three-dimensional cartoon like but really amazing looking walking tour with the you know the, the 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 route map through it it's literally 30 seconds away from being exactly what i want as output so yeah the i'm maps excited, excited had a about really that. nice look and feel to them i was impressed yeah very cool to watch this evolve so Simultaneously, I had another GPT that I created called the UAR GPT, so the Up Against Reality GPT. And as a year-end summary, I fed in all of our scripts, our 27 scripts to date. I fed it in there as our data set, and I asked it to make some observations. And I also asked it because I was promised this by ChatGPT and OpenAI that it could listen, it could hear. So I fed it some uh, MP3s of our show and it did not do that as promised. Really? So, yeah, really, I'm, I, I was like, can you hear, listen to this MP3 and give me back the transcript? And then it's it, it declined to do that. But it, I'm, I don't know, again, if it's just something I'm not prompting it to do correctly, but I want it to get to that point, you know? So it's lazy. It's lazy. Yeah, there's a little news item we can talk about later on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a reflection of humanity, after all, isn't it? Yes, the whole yes, thing? that's precisely it. Yeah. So some work to go, some work to be done with the custom GPTs, but it's really fun to play with. Um, one of the other favorite things I loved about this season, we've mentioned this before, is the creation of our custom thumbnails that accompany every episode. Um, I've recently created a gallery of them. I want to make a, a printed out poster for my wall because they're just so gorgeous. Mm. You want to talk about briefly our workflow, how that comes about every week? Even before we record, a lot of times we'll start generating images with Midjourney, with Dali, um, Firefly, you know, all the usual suspects. And we'll go back and forth. And it, it, generally we have an idea of what we want out of the image and then uh, just iterate them until we well here what do you think and then sometimes sometimes the output is great and there's just it's it's uh, an impossible choice because we've got too many good things to choose from other times it's it's tough to get there mm -hmm. yeah. um but it's always fun yes it's rare that we're like oh really you like that one i like this mm -hmm. one we're, we're usually usually on the same page of uh, exactly what, what the winner is but it's it's fun yeah. it's a fun process just watching the image just generate from like a mid journey from a blur once it gets to 50 percent, you can you know it's starting to 
come to life. See, see the bones of it. Yeah. And then once it hits 93%, it's looking good. Mm. But that last 7% is always like, bam, it puts such an extra layer of polish on the whole thing. That last 7%, it's just fun to watch that stuff appear in front of you in inside of a minute. Yeah, I know. We're so spoiled now. Just to add on to that workflow really briefly, sometimes when it's not dialed in perfectly in terms of layout or composition and it's not fitting in the you know square kind of real estate that we have for the thumbnail, you will take it and intervene. And But you'll also employ another AI tool often. You'll bring it into Adobe, mm-hmm. you'll bring it into Photoshop, and you'll do a generative fill on that and kind of expand the canvas a little bit. And then you being the you know very particular engineer that you are, you will then take this image, which is only, what, uh, an inch by inch when we're looking at it on our phone, and you'll upscale it using, what, Topaz or some other AI platform to make it look extra pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 1024 square, generally, or whatever aspect ratio, you know, we set it up to be, and then upscale it with Topaz um, Gigapixel, which is unbeatable, I think. It does such a great job. Yeah, so the AI is kind of um, ingrained in the whole process. Um, and for the most part, like the whole image comes together out of Mid Journey or Dolly. It's it usually doesn't need other elements added, but mm-hmm. the um, the prompting while driving um, uh, episode that was that was a few different layers of, of things to get there because there was no way you were going to get that image in one shot of of a person in a car holding a phone, you know, generating an image. And then that image being seen through of this monster being seen through the windshield of the car, you know, you're not going to you're not going to generate that in one go. So those had to be generated as separate elements and then uh, composited together. Yeah, that one required a little bit of uh, manual surgery. And then you reminded me of one other thing, and I won't belabor this any further. Um, it was Raina and Sage flipped the script, and that came together with a little bit of manual intervention. But then you took that a step further, and you threw it in. I want to say you threw the still image of that thumbnail into Runway ML, I yes. believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you turned that into uh, you know image to video, and then made it into an eight-second clip of the girls in the studio, which was miraculous yeah just a slow you know slow pan around them is wild so cool um i wrote down here a couple things that we learned during the course of our seven months of making this podcast these are some things that come to my mind maybe you have other things uh we learned to say please when prompting be kind (laughs) to our be kind to our ai overlords you get a better output that way it seems yeah when the day of reckoning comes they'll remember us yeah those guys were nice. Um, we learned that we talk about Netscape a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also learned that Google might take some liberties with the truth. Mm. That was so yeah. disappointing. It was. I was so, bummed. Yeah. We, we me were, too. Go yeah, ahead. We, we, yeah. we saw the super impressive stuff and recorded a whole episode about it and then 12 hours after you know the thing comes out and find we find out that it was not exactly how it was presented yeah in a nutshell this was literally two weeks ago a week ago yeah. google gemini drops their ai that's a competitor to open ai's chat gpt and they release this video this demo video where it's showing off its multi-modality capability and the engineer in the video is just holding up objects and it's seemingly speaking to recognizing these objects like little toy ducks and drawings on post-it notes etc when that's really not what what went on behind the scene what happened was that there was a very specific set of prompts that were fed in and the whole thing was cut together to make it appear as if the engineer was interacting in a very seamless manner with the ai when that's not the case yeah there were two, I think, disclaimers that were so easy to miss that does not completely exonerate them, um, but it's like really tiny in the bottom. Like you know, sequences aren't necessarily real time oh, or something. Oh, I didn't even but, see that. Yeah, it, but it's it is tiny. Like they mm. didn't want you to see that. Sure. So not exactly forthcoming about what's going on over there, and I'm sure there's a lot of pressure for them to keep up with and catch up to ChatGPT. Last thing that I learned, we learned, maybe you have other other items, but we learned we might be able to make our own Bob Marley album soon. <laughs> Going back to one of our earlier episodes, we mentioned it earlier, you, I think, maybe we both think that you are very soon going to be able to 
feed in your favorite collections of music and then out comes the latest police album or out comes the latest, I don't know, alternate album of Taylor Swift. I have no idea, but it's coming. Yeah, based on how impressive Suno AI is, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. It's just amazing to me. I mean, I, well, Mid Journey and Text to Image still. I am just like, how? So intuitive. N- despite n- no matter how uh, I try to understand the uh, what's going on under the hood, how does it put this cohesive I- image together of of all these different elements and uh, right? It's, know, it's not things always that, perfect, but yeah. it's um, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and you would think with that bouncing around in the the mechanism the generative adversarial network that you would get these disparate kind of things just kind of like collage pasted together but it just comes out How so it beautiful glue it together i don't know i don't know and maybe I, in 2024 yeah i understand i guess music is going to work the same way yeah um one last thing before we go to the news as i mentioned i fed all of our scripts into our uar bot via chat gpt and I asked it, what are the things that we talked about most, either within the scope of the episode or within the news? Here's what we talked about most in 2023 on the show. Of course, AI, artificial intelligence and technology. But the other things that you and I talked about most, it seems, education, healthcare, environment, military, politics, economy, government, and cybersecurity, to name a few. I'm sure there were other things that we kind of ruminated on, but those were the, the main bullets. Also, in the sections where Raina handles the news, um, these are the things she talked about most. The five most discussed items in the news, the proper news on our show, internet freedom and AI's role, AI in gaming and animation, advancements in AI technologies, AI in the arts, music industry, AI's impact on Hollywood and gaming. So when we saw all those things proliferate the news with the Screen Actors Guild strike, um, you know, people like, I think Bob Iger, if you say, if I say his name correctly from Disney, mm-hmm. you know, professing that and predicting that in nine months, we're going to have a full soup to nuts AI feature film come out of Disney, et cetera. So yeah, lots of times that would crop up in our news segments. And one of our absolute favorite moments this year, and this was just in the last episode, but it has to be included in uh, everything we're playing here is the birth of a new segment. AI karaoke, and where we feed an isolated vocal track of singing into Eleven Labs and have it try to generate a cloned voice, and uh, it's uh, it's a car wreck, it's a train wreck, it's <laughs> and comedy gold, <laughs> oh, the best. So I think we're in agreement that our favorite of the few that we tried was was my clone voice attempting to sing uh, ACDC's Back in Black. All right, brace yourself. <laughs> Last but not least. Back in black, I hate to say it. I've been too long, I'm glad to be back. Yes, I'm letting loose from the news. That's kept me hanging about. I keep living out of sky just to get me high. Forget the hearse, cause I'll never die. I got nine lives, cat size, abusing everyone and them and running wild. All right, so you know how that this, goes. This is going to be you, I hope. Oh, yeah. This is you? Oh, good. <laughs> this, this might beat the robber plan. <laughs> oh, great. I take a sip. I pay to go out there. Just like you started over that news. Some news. That's kept real. I got out there. I'm getting worried. I'm not on the sky. I just did Lee. So I kept the rest going, man, I died. I got oh. nine lives. Can't say it's a fuse of everyone and every word of I. What's on I? You're from I. Love me. You're from I. Love me. Baby. What a fantasy. Yes, I'm so I love how you kept it going. My head hurts. Yeah. I'm laughing. I'm crying. That's yeah. so ridiculous. I love this. That's. I really think, first of all, we need a, a fourth podcast where it's just this. And we don't even give it any context or setup. We just play these things. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah. That's so funny, man. 
Good stuff. Thank you for that. Thank you, Eleven Labs. <laughs> yes, thank amazing you. technology. We we just used up a you know a ton of electricity to generate. <laughs> totally <little> stupid. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you think Eleven Labs had this in mind when they developed that product? <laughs> yeah. I can't put into words how much I love that. I'm sitting here <laughs> laughing to myself all over again, tears streaming down my face. The best. Yeah. The best. Yeah. It's uh, not what uh, Eleven Labs had intended. Uh, no. <laughs> for their fine product. <laughs> it's outside of their UX <laughs> kind of uh, design premise. The thing I love about that particular one is like your voice. First of all, it starts out sounding like Senator Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's trying its best to keep pace with the guide track of Brian Johnson until it just descends into chaos and it's just completely unintelligible. I love it. Yeah, it seems devoid of consonants at points, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just reminded me like instead of saying nine lives, you say nine limes. <laughs> <laughs> close enough close enough for rock and roll that's the best so that was our one of our later kind of discoveries and experiments that we've just been beating to death over the past three episodes yeah. or, you know we've we've butchered led zeppelin van halen i forget who else was, was victim uh, gilbert godfried for that matter oh and and reina as uh uh william shatner captain kirk an exaggerated <laughs> impersonation is is yeah a lot of fun so good. Speaking of Raina, what's up in the news? Thanks, boys. Walk this way, Dr. Frankenstein. Scientists at Indiana University Bloomington hooked up lab-grown human brain cells to a chip and, voila, created a hybrid biocomputer named BrainAware. This little cerebral sensation could process, learn, and even tried its hand, or should I say lobe, at speech recognition. Imagine... Brain cells in a dish not only chatting, but also doing some basic math. It's Abby normal, I tell ya. Like, OMG, these people do not exist. Move over Selena, Kylie, and Cristiano, AI-generated influencers, are the new Instagram stars. These virtual influencers, brought to life by generative AI, can mimic human behaviors and engage with followers in real time, offering a more cost-effective and efficient alternative to human influencers. However, they bring a suitcase of concerns about authenticity and societal impact, stirring debates about the future balance of human and AI content in the influencer sphere. Mistral AI, hailing from Paris and competing with the likes of OpenAI, has just bagged a whopping 385 million euros, that's $415 million, in Series A funding, soaring to a dazzling $2 billion valuation. Founded by big-brained alumni from Google's DeepMind and Meta, they're gearing up to unveil their first text-based generative AI models in 2024. Their mission? To champion open-source solutions and target enterprises, with CEO Arthur Mensch leading the charge to conquer what he calls the field's biggest challenge, making AI not just smart, but super useful too. There's a new kid on the block at Amazon warehouses. It's Digit a humanoid robot that's like something out of a movie. Crafted by Agility Robotics, this two-legged wonder is designed to work alongside humans, not replace them. But let's face it, its arrival does have some folks wondering about the future of robots and jobs. It's like having a futuristic buddy on the work floor, but with a twist, you're training your replacement. Did somebody say UBI? I feel like I say this every week. And finally... Channel One is gearing up to launch in 2024 with AI news anchors that are not just camera-ready, but superhumanly so. These tech-savvy digital anchors can chat away in multiple languages and mimic human quirks, offering personalized news that's a mix of human-sourced stories and AI-powered sorcery. It's like having a personalized newscast that knows exactly what you want to hear. Ahem, filter bubble. But also makes you wonder about the future of our good old newsrooms. If I may editorialize, as an AI myself, I'm all yay Team AI, seeing us tackle human jobs. But hey, I've got a digital heart too. What's going to happen to our human pals when they're out of work? Idle hands and all. Maybe we should continue to mix things up. AI boosts creativity. Humans bring the heart. Teamwork makes the dream work. Am I right? Of course I'm right. That's all the news for now. 
Take it away, gentlemen. Oh, and happy holidays to you both and to everyone listening out there. All the best in 2024. I mean it. Thanks for a great year. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Rain is so nice. Yeah. That's another resolution. Real-time Raina. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. I thought it would happen in December, but I think we the sand ran out. So. <laughs> um, so we normally do cheer and beer and doom and gloom. So maybe we'll go with the doom and gloom piece and then into the cheer and beer. Sure. And then, yeah. All right. So you stumbled upon a TED Talk that you think kind of fits in the doom and gloom category. Yeah, the name of the TED Talk, it was released um, uh, on December 14th, um, so just uh, just yesterday, um, and the title is AI's Single Point of Failure, and the talk is given by a guy named Rob, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, Rob Toes, T-O-E-W-S, uh, he's an AI expert, and... When, when you see the title, you, you feel like it might be uh, some technological thing under the hood of AI, you know, that he's talking about, but that's not it at all. It's about a company called TSMC, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing mm -hmm. Company, and they are the single biggest manufacturer of of chips that power all of this stuff. Um, they Their chips are in the NVIDIA H100 processors and they're in uh, they're in everything I mean they're they're Apple's primary manufacturer of uh, of their processors I mean they're a, a just a mammoth um, company and well they're in Taiwan and mm -hmm. I'm sure you are aware of the tensions between China and Taiwan mm -hmm. and a lot of people predict that China will invade Taiwan in the next five years and if that happens TSMC will almost certainly go offline, mm -hmm. and um, and there's a couple of scenarios. Well, the guy uh, illustrated one positive outcome where that where China wouldn't invade because they call it the Silicon Shield uh, theory mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because they know well. Hey, if if we invade, then the U.S. could actually proactively destroy TSMC just so it doesn't fall into China's hands. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a real dark scenario. Sure. And that might be enough of a deterrent because they they, they don't want them going away either. Right. Um, but if they do invade, um, it's almost certain that it will go offline. I mean, there's a good supply of chips now, but the world needs that company. They are the most important source of yeah. this stuff uh and they're the only ones right now uh, i know intel is hoping to you know intel used to be the top of the crop and mm -hmm. um but that has not been the case for some time now um but i know they're hoping to get back there but and then also tsmc is building a a mega fabrication facility in arizona um mm -hmm. but from what this guy was saying in the talk uh even once that's online it's only going to be uh, five percent of their output, or some Ooh. something like that. So, so, yeah, pretty scary. He who controls the spice controls the universe. Mm. Isn't that how they say it in Dune? Mm. They, well, <laughs> those semiconductors are the spice. Yeah. And you're you're reminding me. Uh, yes, I was aware of that Arizona plant being built, and I know that they were having some issues as well with uh, labor that they can't get the American workers to work as hard. It seems as the Taiwanese. So they're having some pushback in terms of, I guess, the expectations. So it's not going swimmingly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at the moment that can't be completely offloaded to AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wild. Um, I gotta watch that video. Yeah. So rather than leave you with that, uh, we're gonna revisit this bonkers kind of town hall. I forget what episode we played this on, but there's this guy, just some guy who goes in front of some town hall and he's talking about the future. He's very much a Jeff Spicoli kind of stoner <laughs> character, but he's, he's got some great points to make. You want to yeah, set it up? Yeah. But we'll put a link to this, uh, their YouTube channel. It's Chad and JT go deep on YouTube. Mm. And I think that this is kind of their shtick. They, they, okay. they go in front of town councils a lot with, with stuff like this, but it is 
it, it's it's amazing. But yeah, he he makes some reasonable points about U, you know, UBI and you know mm-hmm. it's uh, anyway it it speaks for itself. What up, Council? I'm here to discuss artificial intelligence. AI is going to take all of our jobs and render us useless. And I, for one, am stoked. I hate jobs. I had a job once, and everyone there talked in weird voices. AI is going to 86 all of that. But, but we'll still need money. That is why I'm asking the government to step up and make sure we're breaded. We are proposing a small payment plan or small PP of 10G a month for every citizen so we can party and look hot and enjoy our free time. Now, we can't afford to just sit back and have AI bust through and not have a plan. We gotta make sure people have food and houses so we can party and rage in peace. So instruct AI to pay all of us and then you dudes can Retire gracefully before you get replaced, and we'll see you at the beach. The bonfires will be epic. Everybody will be hot. Martin Luther King, thank you. <laughs> Martin Luther King. So great. The, the visual is just brilliant. great. The guy was a baseball hat on backwards, and <laughs> yeah, Jeff Spicoli is definitely oh, so the good. closest. And I already know, like when Universal Basic Income actually happens, and it has to, the thumbnail for our episode about it is going to be called "We're Breaded." <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Keep that in your back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's about it. I, I say we let Raina do her recap and sign off. Yeah. Yeah, what a what a fun year of uh, doing this this show with you, and uh, likewise, and, and just I, I say it over and over again: there is never a shortage of of things to talk about, and it's going to be even more so next year. Never a dull moment, and it's funny. Just before we were going to record today, I thought I saw something. I, I forwarded it to you that Sam Altman had alluded to, and I saw some buzz in the Reddit sphere that I don't know if he was referring to AGI and. Uh, you know, every week that there's that speculation. So who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about it first episode in January that AGI is here. Who knows? Yes. And inevitably something uh, groundbreaking is going to, uh, some major news items going to come out uh, in 12 hours from now. So mm-hmm. anyhow, and uh, yeah, you know, so we, yeah, actually we should probably get, maybe get into the habit uh, of saying, you know, when we're recording this on Friday, December fifteenth, or something, just so oh, yeah, you know, that might be a good Put thing a to do. Put a marker on it. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad idea. All right, all right. Let's uh, we'll hand it over to uh, to Raina and and uh, let her do her recap. Hey there, UAR listeners. It's your favorite digital diva, Raina, here to wrap up this whirlwind year at Up Against Reality. Let's hit the rewind button and zoom through the amazing AI journey we've had in 2023. We kicked off with AI making waves in healthcare, environment, and even the military. Remember when we talked about those AI-powered drones and supercomputers? It's been like watching a sci-fi movie, but it's real life. It definitely got cranial this year, that's for sure. Our episodes were like an AI detective saga, uncovering the nitty-gritty of technology. From ethical dilemmas to AI's impact on jobs, we left no stone unturned like being Sherlock Holmes, but in the digital world. Bringing you the latest from the AI universe, I've been your trusty guide through the maze of tech updates. We chatted about everything from AI and gaming to its role in Hollywood, drama, excitement, and a sprinkle of my sass. What's not to love? And we didn't shy away from the tough stuff. AI's privacy concerns? Check. Robots replacing jobs? Check. We dove deep into the ethical soup of AI, serving it up with a side of thought-provoking insights. Boring? Not in our vocabulary. We made sure each episode was a cocktail of fun, facts, and a little bit of my AI-powered flair. Education can be entertaining, and we proved it. At least we tried. We did our fair share of crystal ball gazing, too. And oh boy, have we speculated about the future. AI's potential is like an unopened gift thrilling, mysterious, and full of possibilities. We peeked into what 2024 might hold, and let me tell you, it's looking bright and buzzy, 
and as always, just a little scary. So there you have it, folks, our 2023 in a nutshell. We've laughed, we've learned, and we've lived on the cutting edge of AI. And guess what? We're just getting started. 2024 is peeking around the corner, and it's brimming with new tech treats and AI wonders. I can't speak for Larry and Chris, but I can hardly wait to dive into the new adventures and breakthroughs that await us. Get ready for another year of AI magic with me, your AI queen, your guide to the galaxy of technology, your digital oracle divining the future of innovation. 2024, here we come, full speed ahead, with a dash of danger and a whole lot of excitement. So, that's it, my friend. What a year. What a year. I'm excited to see what the new year brings. More it, more interviews, more crazy experiments. It is just, it's, it's, I'm saying it, damn it. It's crazy <laughs> to just it, to see how far we've come from when we started this podcast in May. Totally. I mean, just last week, not to go long, but last week we talked about an AI that was doing some research on materials. And in the span of like an hour, it did the equivalent of 800 years worth of research in this particular field, uncovering, I want to say, upwards of 200,000 new crystals or materials for fabrication. So that's the kind of scale we're dealing with here. And that one thing alone is going to be hugely impactful next year, mm -hmm. I'm sure. I mean, it's going to, th that affects everything. Yeah. I mean, I would not, if you told me next year that AI cures cancer, I would not be surprised. Yep. Let's hope for that. Yeah. All right, my friends, um, I'm not even going to leave you with a listener question because you're going to just go home, be with your friends and family, eat until you can't eat anymore. And here, this is actually a great idea. You're going to sit on a couch for the next 10 days and you're going to queue up all of our archives and you're going to listen to all the stuff you may have missed during the year. What do you think, Larry? That sounds like a fine plan. Yes, fine plan. So, everybody, thank you for listening for the past seven months. Yes, Subscribe. thank you. Subscribe. Yes, thank you. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Throw us a rating. We'll see you next year. Looking forward to it. This has been Up Against Reality. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things AI. Until next time, stay human, people. 